Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, hockey world. It's Tuesday, April 6th, 2021. I'm Michael Agello. And I'm Eckley, and we'll be joined soon by Russ Cohen. So um, we didn't want to do a you know pre-show because that's Russ's deal. Yeah. But um, no, but anyway, we're just gonna uh, we're gonna start right in here and um, got some things going on. First of all, you may have seen the uh, the trade rumor that I put up about Palmieri. Uh, let's let's start with Hall. Let's start with Hall because Hall is not being is not playing tonight. Right. Being held out by Buffalo, and this is interesting because as of. 11 o'clock this morning, it was still uncertain when I talked to people um, up there. And because they're really, and the reasoning, they're just not getting offers. I mean, they're really not. They're really not getting anything that they're interested in. So, Well, okay. I'll, I'll, I talked with Russ yeah. about this while he was on the road. He's yeah. on his way to the uh, American Pro, All-American Prospects game. He'll be like this, with us shortly. Yep. Um, Taylor Hall, supposedly the, the Sabres have been holding out for a first-round pick. Right. I think the only way they get a first round pick is a retain half the salary and B it's probably a conditional one. Meaning if it's right. a team like the, the, let's say the Islanders or the Leafs, right. It's a first, if we get to the conference final, if it's, you know, if we get losing the first round, you get a second right. or a second and a third or something like that. It, right. might be, it might be a deal like that because, yeah, I can see that. I don't see – I mean, right now, he's playing terribly. I I personally think that he has been tainted by the what I call the Buffalo suck, which is, you know, just everything that's gone wrong. And, it you know, it just – it's in, it's invaded everything that's Buffalo right now. I mean, look what happened with Eric Stahl. He went to Montreal. He scores the game-winning goal in overtime for the Habs. Yeah. So, I mean, it's one game, I know. But I'm just saying, right now <clears> – <throat> Everything has been tainted by this just negative thing that is in Buffalo yeah. right now. And I still think Taylor Hall is a quality player, but I don't know if he can – he can't carry a team. He can help a team, I think. And I think he's going to be purely motivated because, hell, you know as well as I do, Eck, if he goes out in free agency next year coming off this year with no success in the playoffs, he's going to get at most a one-year deal. He's going to be a Mike Hoffman. Yeah, he's going to be Mike Hoffman, exactly. And uh, Mike Hoffman might get more. <laughs> I mean, and, and Mike Hoffman hasn't had a good year at all. So, I mean, let's, you know, there's a, I mean, I think that, and we'll get into that too, because really I'm hearing more about St. Louis being sellers. But um, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, Hall has just been unimpressive in every which way. And last year, I mean, he got a little, I think he got a little bit of a bump because he played somewhat well for Arizona in that yeah. playoff, in the bubble. Yeah. He did. He did. But, you know, it felt really shallow to me like it felt really you know hollow because he hadn't seen him play all year it's like you know he shows up to play one tournament you know and yet now you're going to give him nine million dollars for the year i don't know it's kind of a really weird weird situation uh i do think that you know <clears throat> as much as you can talk about the buffalo suck i think that there's some good stuff going on there right now actually and i oh, think that I, I, I really feel like some of the young players are starting to shine through um no, i i agree under granado under granado it's, it's definitely a better world Oh yeah, no. I'm talking about I'm talking about the bot main body of the season. Yeah. Under Ralph Kruger, the 18 game losing streak. You know, yes, under Granado, uh, I think he is. I think he's reaching out to the younger guys. And you've seen, you know, Russ and I were talking. You know, middle stats playing first line minutes right now because both. You know, Stahl's been traded. Nichols hurt. Yeah. That, that's optimistic. Darlene is playing a little better. There are other players that are playing better. I'm talking about what happened for the main part of the season, which is, yeah. you know. A guy like Taylor Hall, who's one of the better players in the league, a former first overall pick, he has two goals. Eichel has two goals. Uh, you know, it's just, I mean. It, How does Taylor Hall still have only two goals? It's just as astonishing to me. Like, if you're Taylor Hall, you have to try to not score, in my opinion, to still only have two goals. You know, like, his two goals were such a long time ago. It's been a, it's been forever since he scored a goal. How is that possible? He plays every power play. He plays, you know, it's just, and they have a good power play. They don't have a terrible power play. Well, I mean, it's really kind of like ridiculous. I just, I just, it's, it's almost, it's about as, it's about as puzzling as a team with 
boatloads of offensive talent yeah. like Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, going 0 for 29 on the power play, not scoring on the power play for yeah. a month. Things happen in this league that just are not explainable. And I yeah. thought I thought Taylor Hall coming to Buffalo was going to be a great move for him because he would play with Eichel. Eichel is, is a very good playmaker, but Eichel got hurt and things just didn't fall into place. Yeah. And I don't understand. Like, I don't understand how Jeff Skinner went half a season without a goal. I no, I mean, I watched this team early on in person in Philadelphia. They were the third game of the season against the Flyers. They won. They, they beat the Flyers handily. Holland, Holland, you know, and Eichel looked great together. There was a lot of speed there. I'm like this. I'm thinking. I'm thinking to myself. This is going to be a fun, fun thing to watch. And it just it went. And they both scored in that game. I think it was like two, two of their, <laughs> both their, half their goals of the season. It turned out to be. It's just kind of insane. Like it was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, it just doesn't make any sense at all. Um, I want to talk a little bit about. So there's a couple of rumors flying around. Yeah. One is flying around um, in the last hour, which has been out there. I'm not sure what to make of it completely. We've talked about it. We've talked about it. You know as being reported by other people. I'm finally hearing it through my sources in Philadelphia um, that there is there is some interest in Mark Stahl in, uh, the, for the Flyers. Um, that, that wasn't true when it was being reported two weeks ago, <laughs> but you know what's happened with Ekholm and Savard's price going up and stuff like that, they are starting to turn that way towards Stahl as a possibility. And basically, as like a backup plan, there's still Josh Manson, still their number one target. And after that, Jason Demers. But there's also thought now that Jason Demers won't be traded because of what's happening in Arizona. That they'll keep him there because um, Arizona does have um, apparently, you know, Tockett has convinced them to not be like crazy sellers if they're still in this thing from what I've heard. Well, I mean, the, I mean, they're in fourth right now. They're five points up on St. Louis and San Jose. Yeah. Uh, St. Louis only has a game in hand. San Jose has got two games in hand. So I don't, th I think it's out of the realm of possibility that Arizona adds but they may not sell as much. I mean, right. they, they. I don't know whether. Um, I mean, they have a. They have those three UFA defensemen. I don't know if they trade one or two of them away. Whether they have anybody that can really fill the fill the void. So maybe they trade Goligoski, or maybe they trade yeah. Wilson. But I don't think they're going to trade all three of them. Well, think about the fun of, of, of getting fourth place in a division where you're going to have to play Colorado. Like you know, and at the end of the day, I mean. Colorado looks pretty unbeatable. Like they really, they really do just, they're just, they're just crazy, crazy good. I mean, I thought Tampa was by far the best team in the league, you know, a couple months ago. I, you know, now I think it's a two team race. I think I, I've still put Tampa up there, even though Tampa has been wildly inconsistent. They've lost three in a row. They've won three in a row, Yeah. but they, um, but I still think Tampa is a team with zero motivation to play in the regular season right now. I feel like they're, you know, and Cooper's mad at them. Cooper's upset with them. He's getting, he's definitely has said some things that that team needs to focus, but it's hard to, it's really hard to focus on the Stanley Cup champion right now because they look at that division and I don't think they really see a problem getting out of that division um, for the most part. I mean, Florida's good. Florida could be tough for them. We could see, a, we could see a really fun Florida series. I think that Florida could give them a battle. The pri the, the, the prize in that division is if you finish in first place, you're going to play either Nashville or Chicago. And that's a much easier first round match than Carolina. Yeah. And, you know, Carolina's, you know, I mean, Carolina could overtake, you know, they're only three points out of first, so they could end up moving ahead of both of those teams. And then you have Florida versus Tampa in the first round, and that'll be a pitched battle. But yeah. uh, um, but going going back to Arizona for a second because people in the chat yeah. about Garland about Connor Garland and yeah and, you know the talk about the Arizona trading him for draft picks they can yeah. do that after the season they can and they will I mean if they if they really feel like they're not going to be able to resign him they will but I think there's a benefit to them right now especially you know moving into you know a season where you're going to have to sell tickets for them you know where they're going to be right. you know they because they're still everyone there's been this weird feeling when I talk to people that like Arizona is not going to be there in a couple of years is, 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 is such a prevalent prevalent thing. But in reality is they are, I mean, they're at least going to be, they're going to be here next year. So like they have to, they're still in a spot where they have to sell tickets, you know? And I think that what you're seeing is, uh, you know, if they can make it into the playoffs at least, and, and then maybe give some trouble to somebody in the playoffs. And here's Mr. Russ Cohen from Michigan. We're in Michigan. Yes. We're interrupting his lunch. We're interrupting your lunch. How you doing Russ? Good. How are you guys? We're doing good. We're doing good. We just started talking. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that we're talking about like Arizona because I was told that Tockett's kind of convinced P 
people there not to be sellers that they that they're gonna like that they're gonna like you know try to keep this thing together, try to make the playoffs. You know, even though the even though that making the playoffs could could entail you know a first round matchup with Colorado, which is like nothing that you know. But Russ, this, anyone wants to do this is this is the thing. I mean, Garland's name has been mentioned over and over over the last couple of weeks, and okay, he's a restricted free agent with our arbitration eligibility. He's not a UFA. So he's not a rental, so there's no motivation for them really to trade him now unless they get overpaid. And that right. I mean, and, and the obviously the want of teams that are contenders is he's making less than eight hundred thousand dollars and he's easily fittable in the under under cap restrictions, but unless they get overpaid, meaning they get a first round pick on something, I don't think they're gonna move him. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. I think they're looking for easier transactions and and yeah. if not, they're going to go on to the next one. And Garland's a little more complicated because of what they're going to want because they're still fooling themselves that they're still in it, even though I know they're in that spot right now. But I don't think they're going to be. So I think I mean, who do you think is going to take who do you think is going to take that spot? Do you think it's going to be St. Louis? I mean, I think it's St. Think Louis or San Jose. I'm going to give San Jose like a millimeter chance, but I do think it's St. Louis. Hmm. When Tarasenko starts scoring, I think that'll that'll help them. I mean, here's the problem with the Blues right now, um, and I was talking to people in St. Louis today because I'm trying to get a feel because they are starting to I'm starting to hear lots of murmurs about they're not happy with their offense, they're not happy with this, they're not happy with that. They are thinking about selling that they think that they've got a, a faulty, a faulty like the the loss of you know of their of Bomeister and Petrangelo there is has been enormous. I mean, absolutely yeah. enormous. You can't get past it, right? Um, so. You know, I mean, obviously, mainly Pietrangelo, but you know, the yeah. the, the the whole thing has been and, just you know, and, 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 uh, and Pareko too. He's out. Well, Pareko, who just I think played last night. Maybe did he play? I think he played. Maybe I thought he played, but he didn't play much. But um, he's been out for a sizable chunk. Now for a very long time, and he's their best defenseman, really. So I mean, the reality is, you know, they their next the three of their next four games are against Colorado, and that's the tough thing for the the, the Blues, like where they are right now, five points behind. Um, Arizona, you know, with three of those games against Colorado, who just doesn't seem like they're ready to lose to anybody. I mean, McKinnon right now, it's hard to think that somebody could challenge McDavid for MVP this year, but because of the huge amount of points he's put up, you know, and all that McKinnon stuff. McKinnon can, though. McKinnon, McKinnon can. can. Like, it, 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 I don't think he will, and I, but I think he should. I honestly think that, you know, when I think about it, you know, and you guys know that I'm a McDavid and Edmonton I mean, guy. The but last time I looked him up, like, when he was, like, 25 games in, he had 35 points. So, I mean yeah. – He's well. If I'm, I'm sure he's still well above a point a game. I mean, my vote right now would go to Nathan McKinnon, just because, just because you watch the team when you watch that team play. That that line, man, that line is just ridiculous. If I got a vote this year, Eck, I would tell you, but I don't. I don't have a vote this year. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, but on this show, I would vote for him. I don't have a vote, you know, so I'm not. Gonna, but I, I would. But I, but I would. But that would be my vote. That'd be my Pareko, vote. Pareko has, Pareko has been out for six weeks. He came back yesterday, first game back, and he was minus. Yeah. He was minus three. So, um, you know, played 19, oh, a little under 20 minutes and was minus three. So, yeah, you know, who knows how who knows how healthy is he is, but they definitely need him. And by the way, um, in the and and I know I'm barking up the wrong tree here, but in the MVP voting, I haven't heard the guy who's leading the NHL in goals right now, and that's Austin Matthews' name mentioned. And then this is the this is the thing. And people, right. how valuable is he? Um, well, when he was dealing with a wrist problem, they lost six of seven games. When his wrist got better, he's been scoring at over a goal per game pace, and he's leading the NHL with 27 goals. No, he's in there. He's right in there too. I mean, people. I, I think that's just something that they're not focusing. No, he's. On. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to take anything away from him either. I mean, to right. me, those, those three are are the three. You know, and he's in there. Just to just to put it straight for the chat room, I am in a hotel room. I was not kicked out of my house. I'm covering a tournament. Tomorrow, where I can literally walk from my hotel room to the tournament. It's the All American Prospects game, so that is what I'm doing here. I, I'm surviving after the Mets loss. Let's move on. I was, I was, I wasn't kicked out of my. I'll, keep the, I'll be keeping the press box warm for you tonight, Russ in Philly. So um, I'm going tonight. Um, yeah, I'll I want to talk about that. Tonight. I want to talk about that prospects game too, briefly, because um, okay. while while we're here, let's talk about that now, because I, you know, talking to different sources around um one of the things that's really come up that's kind of interesting as of late is the amount of guys because of the lack of seeing these guys play because of the lack yeah. of you know obviously this game is usually important for players but it's also there's a lot of guys in this game that are 
that are second year draft eligible guys that are really um, that are raising eyebrows like that. And, and people saying, you know, we the second year draft eligible. Some of the scouts might know them a little bit better because they saw them. They've seen them for a little bit longer. And uh, we could see some guys make make, you know, really big moves that didn't get drafted before. Yeah, I mean, not everybody has to be second-year eligible. Here's the thing. So, like, Matt Coronado, who last I looked was leading the USHL in scoring. I put up an article right. on Sportsology about two months ago. Right. He's a Long Island kid. Chicago um, Steel. Yeah, Chicago Steel. He played with the Steel last year, too. Right. So, he played right. with Owen Power. He played – so, like, like I saw Owen Power live last year, right, when I covered the USHL tournament. Right. That, that's every, every beginning of the year. And same right. with Coronado. Like, he was in there. So, right. you know, you had these kinds of – well, actually, Coronado wasn't – he wasn't in there last year. But but guys like Owen Power, there are some guys that were there last year because now there are yeah. some two-year USHL players. There's, so it is a big thing. I Coronado is going to be one of the big names. Chaz Louis – I forget how to pronounce his last name. It's like L-U-Z. It's like Luzich. Luzich. I get it, but he's another big one because he's a big time scorer with the NTDP. Those there, are, Hunter Strand is a uh, defenseman on the rise. There's there's quite a few players, and yeah, this one they're all draft eligible, right? They're not all first rounders, obviously, right? But the guys who play in this game, I would say sixty percent or more get drafted. Yeah, right. and and I mean we're gonna see. We saw the trend begin last year, and I think it'll continue. Where you're going to see, and not to say, you know, kids who are North American prospects that are that are in the were in the CHL or an NCAA are going to get taken. Lucius, it's Lucius. I was close. Are going to get taken in the first round, no matter what. But I, I, I get the feeling, and and Russ, tell me if I'm wrong. I think that there's going to be a trend for a lot of teams to go for college players, to go for European mm -hmm. players with longer development windows and long longer retention windows in terms of their rights that they're going to be drafted in, in greater numbers this year than they have in past years, simply because there's not a lot of scouting out there, not as much scouting out there. They have books on these guys, on guys who are 2021 draft picks. You know, the scouts are out there putting, putting information together on those players. It's just, they usually build that up over the, the year leading up to their draft year. And this year there's not as much re information readily available. So yeah, that, this, this game's going to be heavily scouted. I've been checking in with some people and they were saying, yeah, I'm going to be here. Um, yeah, Red, Savage, Red Savage is a big name. Sasha Pastajov, Pastajov has brothers already in in NHL systems and in college, and so that's a name where there's a good um, bloodline there. There's, I would say, out of this game, you'll probably hear six big names. I think, I think that's that's my prediction. I'll know more after I see him in uh, in practice because. I don't want to go by just names and say, hey, this guy's great. I've studied some of them, but obviously this is too many. It's two rosters full of players. So yeah. it's guys that I have to become acquainted with too. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun to, to do that, you know, to finally. It um, is. It's always fun. Guys, big name guys have played in this before. Uh, you know, someone put Kiefer Bellows. Yeah, Kiefer Bellows was in it. I mean, there's there's been a, a ton of guys. Jack Hughes was in it. Quinn Hughes was in it. Matthew Kachuk, Brady Kachuk. I mean, it, yeah. So yeah, no, a lot, a lot, of, a lot of great players come come out of this uh, the, this game. Uh, we have to just go back to the Arizona thing we were talking about. Before. Yeah, um, and we got to talk Paul Mary because there might be something yeah. going on with that right now. If if they're going to trade a defenseman, they have a really good prospect in Victor Soderstrom who's playing uh, in the AHL right now. He's not putting up. He's not, he's not putting up a, a lot of points. Uh, he's only twenty years old. But if they do trade Goligoski or Demers. They won't trade Yarmulson right now because Yarmulson's hurt. It might be something where they trade those those players, one of those players, and they call up Soderstrom, and maybe there's not that much of a drop off in terms of their defense. I researched that Yarmulson's supposed to be back in right. time for the deadline, so I could still see him getting traded. I could still see Florida trying to get him. I was going to say that's the perfect fit because that's you know that's. Uh, you know, that's Quenville knows him. There's there will be yeah. no adjustment there. He'll fit right into that system. You got to get him to want to go, though. I mean, everything says that he doesn't want to go. Like every yeah, uh, everything, everything, yeah. I've, everything I've heard is that he is absolutely just that is where he wants to live the rest of his life. He loves it there. That's it for him. Well, he's got an open clause, so if that's the case, he, he has yeah. He has over I mean, 
That's that the reason I can't blow, That would be a big blow to Arizona because, look, he can't stay healthy, but he probably could stay healthy on a playoff run. But that's and, about it. And, G. Russ, when, when have we heard this before? It's, it's April, and you look at the uh, Coyotes roster, and Darcy Kemper is hurt, and Auntie Ranta is hurt, and their goaltending is Aiden Hill and Ivan Prostvitev. I mean, yeah, there's never a year that Ranta's not hurt. Like, yeah. it's just – it's been that way ever since they've yeah. signed him and a little before that. He is hurt yeah. every year. Yep. All right, let's talk Palmieri because um, okay. yeah. nothing imminent, but it could happen this afternoon. Um, I guess if it depends on what you call imminent. Like, I'm, I'm going to say nothing uh, – there's nothing within the next half hour while we're on the show, but I wouldn't be shocked tonight that when game time hits that this date – that the deal It'll be like done. 45 minutes after the show. That's what usually happens. Yeah, yeah it'll, usually the case. Um. So there is um so basically the Islanders you Russ well you kind of nailed it yesterday I think when you said you know that this is something that Lou's got to do whatever he's got to do mm-hmm. because um what I've heard now is um the talks are based around Bellows um Komarov you know yeah. um which is yeah, like a Komarov, yeah yeah which um a first round draft pick um and perhaps Bodie Wild which is interesting so yeah Bodie Wild that's a good name I mean Bodie Wild is a kid that. Has yep. great wheels. He plays good defense. He's physical, but he could be a turnover guy, and he could be yeah. a guy that takes a penalty at the wrong time too. So, not really, a, not really a Lou Lamorello guy. Not really a you know um, a Trotz, a very, a very Trotz guy. So. I mean, look, Trotz has had guys like that. Oh, for he sure. Could be, he could be like the Tom Wilson on defense, but with you know again a lot of defensive skill. Not not like a guy that's just there to. To well, start trouble, but he did, he, this is this is his second year in the AHL. Last year yeah. had two assists in twenty games. This year has two assists in twelve games. So but he's still young for the yeah, AHL. 20, 21 years old. Twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah, he's twenty one. He's not super young. So no, I mean, that's young for the AHL, though. Eck. It is. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, uh, let's let's maybe not this year, but most years. Let, let's yeah. say this about this about this deal. If you, if you look at it. Right. Uh, Leo Komarov makes sense for New Jersey because New Jersey is going to be a team always challenged to get to the cap floor. Right. Komarov is under contract for one more year, $3 million. I think the right. money is actually less. Um, and in that instance, that's perfect for the Devils because instead of going out and signing somebody long-term for, to, to fill cap space to get to the cap floor, they got a guy who's a one-year plug. to right. do. It. So that, that, may, that makes a little bit of sense. Now, Russ, you have a problem with the potential of Harris retaining salary. Yeah, I just don't think he's going to do it. I know everybody's like, well, it's just a month. He is losing money with the Devils. He doesn't like to lose money. He's been losing money. He's taken on salary with guys like P.K. Subban. There's going to be a point where he goes up to Fitzgerald and says, you're going to have to work this out without taking on money, if he hasn't already said that. Well, That's I think that it feels all. like this Islanders deal is much is so much better than any other deal that they're getting. Um, that, well, that how much that better? Can, I mean, Keith I don't know, but is, is a potential third line player at best. Yeah, maybe a fourth liner. So that's good, but it's not super great. Um, let's say they get Bodie Wild. He's another third pairing defenseman. Down, no better down the line mm-hmm. and yeah. down the line. And maybe you get some sort of pick out of it, like a third rounder or. Well, you're going to get a first. You're going to get a first round pick in this deal. Well, if you're getting two players like that, I don't know if you're getting a first. You might get a conditional first, but you might get a second. If it's two players like that, I could see a conditional first. I don't know if you would just give a flat out first with giving up two farm hands. That's that's a lot. Well, that's that's why I think the fifty percent thing becomes you know interesting. Right, but that's again like, all right. So if I'm on the devil's end. Yeah. Bellows, I could plug into my lineup next year. Okay. I could justify some money for that. Kamarov is still a guess whether he makes it to the NHL or not. Kamarov is basically a fourth liner. And Kamarov's a fourth liner. But a good a good fit for Jersey. Like I think, like, you know, I How think many I fourth think, liners do they need? Their well, fourth line's pretty good. No, close. but he's a fourth liner with experience. They, they have fourth liners, but they don't have a lot of fourth liners with a lot of experience. Like he's right. got this, 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 this is this is New Jersey's issue. This is Fitzgerald's issue. Um, here are the players on expiring contracts going into next season uh, or at the end of the season. Zajac, almost $6 million. Yeah. Marion Gusev add up to about $9 million. Uh, Ryan Murray at four point six. Sammy Vatanen and Kulikov, that's about three. You're talking about, you're talking about $20 million 
in cap space. And they, they were at the bottom of the cap floor anyway. So yeah, the whole situation here is they actually want to take on salary. So they might be, yeah, okay, we'll take Komarov. That helps. Well, unless they have plans in free agency. Yeah, but this is Josh Harris we're talking about. Do you really believe that? Well, I mean, there is going to be a point where they will pick up free agents. He's done it before. Yeah, they have to. a lot. You know, they might pick up one big free agent. But as an example. Maybe they'll sign Taylor Hall. As an example, fourth line-wise, like I'll take Nathan Bastian over, over Leo Komarov. Yeah. Bastian, he might only have six points this year, but as he gets better, he, this guy will get 10 goals. This guy will get 35 points. I, I think Bastian and McLeod on the fourth line. Yeah, McLeod's having a good year. He's actually yeah. rebounding from right. what people thought. No, but but – I mean, the, pro the problem is, is that they can't go with all kids because they have to get to the cap floor. And after next year, PK Subban yeah. is gone too. So they, they have to yeah. spend money in some place. They will they spend do. it someplace. Plus, at some point, they're going to end up giving Hughes his big contract. Yes. So they're going to have to do that. But, yeah. but, but it's. I mean, if it's not, if it's not the Islanders, I mean, then. Well, it looks like it. I mean, there's two other teams basically. If it's not the Islanders, it really looks like it's Boston or it's Colorado. And Colorado is, you know, and, and I mean, Colorado obviously has a bunch they could offer. I mean, they've, yeah, they've I, if they if they don't get Taylor Hall, they could go for this. Yeah, and this this would actually be a better fit for them than Taylor Hall, I think. Um, but you know, that, but and but in Boston, you know, Boston, the talks have been, you know, around uh, Bjork, you know, Anders Bjork. Okay. And, uh, you know, and that would also be a first-round draft pick. Or DeBrusque. DeBrusque, yeah. I've heard, I've, I haven't heard as much of him. You would think that, right? Like, I would think that DeBrusque would make sense, but I haven't heard it. They might like Bjork, Bjork better because he has more speed. If they feel like his scoring will come around. Like, I saw him score a lot in, in for Notre Dame on a team that wasn't very good. He was leading that team. But He's I shouldn't say they weren't very good. They, they had Jake Peterson, and, and they had – Anders Bork, so they were in the playoffs. It's just they didn't have a lot of offense, and he was most of right. the offense. He's cheaper. That's why. Yeah, he Bjork, is cheaper, too. Bjork's making 1.6 for another two years. DeBrus next year is making 3.6. And DeBrus isn't a fast skater. And so right. like, you do wonder at some point if he isn't going to score, uh, what's going to happen with him? Watching uh, DeBrusque last night in that game, you know, um, I was you still are surprised that he hasn't found that that he's not better liked in Boston. Like he's, I he's think not, it's not that he's, talent. it's not that he's not liked. It's the fact that I think Boston believes that he has reached his ceiling. That they don't think there's anything more there than a 15 to 20 goal scorer, a guy who mm -hmm. plays aggressive. But you know they don't think he's going to all of a sudden blossom into a 30, 35 goal scorer. And and the thing is, is that after next year, you're probably going to have to pay him a lot more, even though he, like this year he's having a bad year. If he has a good year next year, he's probably going to want like connect me money, and they yeah. don't want to pay yeah. him. By the way, yeah. it was yeah. Al Peterson, not Jake. I'm surprised Mike didn't correct me. He he usually does. Sorry. I was being no, that's fine, actually. I was being nice for once, Russ. Wow. So, but it, so it feels like if Palmieri gets um if Palmieri goes to Boston, he'll uh Kulikov will be going with him um from New Jersey. So defenseman making a little over the variable minimum. So that's I'll tell you something funny about Kulikov. I, I was in on the um conference call for the Devils preseason and Kulikov was all like happy go lucky, I'm happy to be here, everything else. And at the end of the day, though, he's still just an average to below average NHL defenseman. It's I think they wanted more and they didn't get it. Yeah, but but yeah, but in terms of in terms of teams looking for a depth blue liner, he's making one point one five. He's a veteran. He's been around the league. For yeah, he could skate a little bit. I mean, Boston could certainly use him. Boston and a number a number of other teams that you know that have cap issues. He's not expensive. It's, he's more he's less expensive than a guy like Brandon Montour, who's making almost right. four million dollars. But you're not yeah. getting as much there in terms of talent. Than yeah, I mean Montour, I think has raised his trade value a little bit. But again, that the contract they're going to have to retain money. There's no way around it. Yeah, no, there is no there's no way around it. Um, so I guess tonight Palm Palmieri and. Um, and Hall will both be sitting in the press box tonight when they play each other tonight. Is that the case? That's going to be again. Is Buffalo going to miss Taylor Hall? No, no, neither team's going to. I mean, wow, Bellow miss. No, Palmieri. no, the, the Devils will miss Palmieri. No, it's Palmieri, but it's like it's kind of crazy that there's two guys, you know, that these two teams are playing each other and neither of those teams, neither of those guys are playing. It is crazy. I mean, but again, this is where we're at right now. Yeah. 
deals could be close and they're trying to protect their assets. Like I, I get it. Neither team is in the playoff hunt. So it's not like it's, you know, you're not really killing anybody here. There's minimal fans. So, you know, the fallout's not that great. Like I could see where this year it's not that big of a deal. I mean, based on the based on the on the string of luck the Sabres have had this year, they're smart to sit Taylor Hall because knowing their luck, he'd break his leg tonight and then they wouldn't get anything for him. I'm gonna add, yeah. I'm gonna answer Flamester, even though he failed me yesterday because he wasn't around. Um throw <laughs> I don't think he's going to get traded at the deadline. I really don't. No. I think that that's going to get sorted out well, at, the, at the draft. I just think it's too much too soon, and it's yeah. going to be too hard to juggle everything that both teams are going to want. And I think right now Sutter has been a failure there, and I don't know if building a team that he wants is going to make it any better for, for the Flames next year. That's my worry is – is that you're building a team for Daryl Sutter, and I don't know if he knows what he's doing. Well, it, it, let's just say this: after watching the Flames, you know, two they've watched them like five or six times this year, but now two games in a row, this team needs to be destroyed. They need to be blown up with an atom bomb. And, you know, they're the the core. Right, so that's a great point. Are you going to let Bradshaw Living drop that atom bomb when he is the one who built this team and it's failed? That's the, yeah. big, the bigger right. question, and that's up and that's up to uh, the ownership of the of the Flames. I think you know if they if right. confidence in for a living. I mean, he he's the one who fired. You know, he's br he brought in uh, Bill Peters. He brought in Jeff Ward. Now he's on Daryl Sutter. I mean, you know, Brian Burke is gone. If the ownership has confidence in him, then you know, then he's the one to make the changes. But there are you know Ray Shiro is out there, and there are, and uh, other GMs are out there that that they could hire. Yeah, there's not enough. Maybe time. bring in Shiro to to help Craig Conroy, something like that. Maybe make it a dual mm -hmm. position, or make him VP of hockey operations, and maybe make him VP of right. And and maybe. something like that would make sense because then I feel like okay, now you're ready to blow this team up because Conroy's been there the whole time. He knows what players are playing right way. He he's a smart guy. I've interviewed him enough to know Craig Conroy know, but he doesn't know all the ins and outs of being a front office guy. And that's where someone like Shiro could really help him. And look, after Shiro's last job, sure. You're limiting him a little bit power wise, but you're still using his knowledge and that's yeah. good. The same as Brian Burke. And the thing, the thing is here, like in the situation where with the flames, I mean, their, their ability to get value for Goudreau is going to be severely limited because he's entering the final year of his contract. Right. Yeah. I don't think they want like prospects and first round picks for Goudreau. I think they want players. They want they want to make a hockey deal. And based on how he's played this year and the last couple of years, I don't think they're going to get the value that a lot of people thought that they would get. I don't even think Daryl Sutter. Someone said there's no more Daryl Sutter's and players in the world. I don't even think Daryl Sutter would want a Brandon Sutter. Just to give you an example. <laughs> well, um, the the Goudreau thing. I I, all the that's pretty funny. All the research I've done with the Goudreau has been um, basically pointing towards offseason as well. Um, although, you know, the one the one thing I've heard a couple times is the way that Goudreau gets traded at this deadline is if somebody out there that's really looking hard at picking up either Hall or Palmieri or Raquel strike, um, strike out, and that team would then probably make a call to Calgary and explore it. But whether how far that goes, we'd find out. Like, we'd find out then what Calgary was willing to do. Like, if Calgary is really – Holding out for certain kinds of things, yeah, they're not they're not going to get that complicated. It's going to have to be a simpler deal that gets done. Well, I mean, this is the thing with with the rentals, like Hall, like Paul Mary, teams are going to be willing to retain salary because it's only right. Goudreau's got another year. I don't think Calgary right. is going to be retaining three million bucks or anything like that on right. no, so, no, but <laughs> they are. But Goudreau's had a good year. I mean, he's had a pretty good year, so. I mean, there are people. I mean, he's done better than you thought he was going to do this year, Eck. You were really down on him. No, I wasn't. I was really up on him. You know that. Yeah. I was the one who. Were you kidding me? You got to go no, look no, at your, your trade value. Yes, you're up, but you have not talked great about Johnny Goudreau in like more than a year. You got to watch Point the preview on show. On the ice. I said he would be. Uh, he was. He was. He Mike, was a Mike sleeper. Had, I let Mike say. I said he was a sleeper to win to win like some to win some prizes. You know this. Come on, Mike, speak Mike. up. <laughs> nope, I said some things. Randy knows. I said some nice things about Kajo before the year. I said, look out. 
I said, it's going to be right. He's going to have a great, great, great year. And he did. Or he has so far, at least. Yeah, but the, was this the same? Uh, if somebody wants to go back show? and look that up, I think there is. Is this the same that you said Buffalo was going to make the playoffs? Nope. <laughs> I didn't say that. Anyway, um, I don't think the marks. I don't think the marks from signing was bad at all, guys. Like the, 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 the thing that no, I, that's I, a good signing. They need yeah, a goalie. I think, yeah, he's good. He's solid. But here, but here, um, here's here's the problem with what Calgary did. They lost the entire right side of their defense. They lost Brody. They lost Hamannick. Yep. Uh, you know they were lucky that they lost Gustafson, but they did lose like all the right side. You know, like. I mean, what, and what did they replace it with? I mean, I like Tanev, and Tanev has had a pretty decent year for them, but they, they replaced them with one guy. It, it wasn't, you know, that, that, that was too much of a changeover. And I think they expected Markstrom to stand on his head like he did with the Canucks, and that didn't happen. And the other problem is they can't score. They yeah. can't score. I mean, that's the yeah. issue right now is that they they simply can't score. They got a little bit – they probably got a little bit um, ahead of themselves because – after beating Winnipeg in the bubble because, and that I think got, you know, then they got a little bit, you know, obviously with Winnipeg having all those injuries like right away in the bubble um, that just killed Winnipeg last year and, and Calgary, you know, beat them, but that was, that Jets team was just devastated by injuries. So, you know, I think that they're a good team. I mean, I don't think they're a good team, but I think that I don't think they're I don't think they're the mess that you do, Mike. But I think that they do need to make a lot. I don't of know. They're kind of heading towards that middle ground. That's bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they are. They are heading towards that. I do agree with that. Here, okay. Here, here's the issue, Act. Okay, they can't score right now with Monahan and with Goudreau. Monahan right. number one center. Goudreau's their number one or number two winger behind Matthew Kachuk. If you trade them, unless you're trading for somebody else's problems, unless you're like making a Sean Monahan for Ryan Johansson type of deal, you're probably not going to get a guy who's going to fit in as the number one center and the number two winger. Oh man, Nashville would do that in a country second. I'm not saying I would advocate that. I'm just saying, unless you're making what, and I, as I term it, and this is not a commentary on the players, unless you're trading problem for problem or crap for crap, I don't know where Calgary goes because they're, you want to trade these guys to get scorers. But the way they're playing, I don't know if anybody's going to trade you a guy who could be a scorer for those players. So it's yeah. either go back into a rebuild and rebuild around, you know, like somebody said in the chat, rebuild around Kachuk and guys like Mangiapani. You know, Mark Giordano's 37 years old. If you're going to trade yeah, Monahan. not going to be you know, part of the next grouping. Yeah, you, if you're going to trade Monahan and Goudreau, you may as well trade Giordano if he doesn't have a no move clause, because I mean, yeah. every time they're ready to compete again, he's going to be forty. I agree. I mean, All right, NHL.com has to stop this. Okay, I'm just I'm tired oh, every on, day. Hold on. Before this, before this, <laughs> every single day. Did you patent it? I I, I just no. want to say this before, like like Randy has said, the core hasn't performed in the last few years. They haven't. But I'm telling yeah. you, as much as I like Jacob Pelche and Connor Zary and and I like um, Emilio Pedersen, they're not enough to have, like, a great core. This is the problem with Calgary's drafting. They they haven't been drafting – they haven't been getting top-notch enough talent. They've been getting Bs and Cs, and sometimes they get good late-round picks, but they haven't had A-plus guys. Yeah, I mean – And I, I don't know if anybody they have is an A-plus or maybe Peltier. I think yeah. – I think Falamaki is a, is an NHL defenseman. I don't think he's. He is no, he's good. Yeah, I think we need to get into Montreal. He's um, not an A plus guy. Let's okay, let's let's. We have to talk about Montreal. Um, Price um, yeah. Price is out. He's injured. Gallagher um, broke, his broke his thumb. That's a big deal. Um, obviously, Stahl, Stahl goes in there and has a you know a miraculous like Montreal, his Montreal Canadiens moment. Um, yeah. I mean, Montreal is in the favorable favorable position here in that basically they're locked into fourth place because Vancouver, we don't know what's going to happen with them. Calgary is wallowing. Um, it feels know, like we're locked into what we want, Mike. That playoff, we're locked into Toronto, Montreal playoff. Toronto, yeah, but yeah, we're pretty getting pretty close to getting locked into that, which would be really crazy. Nineteen seventy nine, last time it happened. Yeah, but really look, looking good. I mean, looking I yeah, mean, very but, probable. But the thing is, it's a. I mean, I think whatever. Who knows what Price's injury is right now? I, I seriously doubt it's season-ending or. It's yeah, no, it's now. not that. It's not that serious. I was told, but 
Right, but they're going to be careful, and you know they're playing Toronto tomorrow night, and Caden Primo might get the start, or Jake, or maybe Caden Primo is just going to back up Jake Allen. But um, yeah, I mean, it, I, I honestly do think though that the if it, if it is a Montreal Toronto matchup, that is going to spur Dubas to make some sort of move before Monday because I think they want to add one more. I don't think they want to significantly subtract from the roster right now, but I do think they want to add somebody, and you know. It might it might be at the car. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to trade Alex Kerfoot right now, but you know, in, for cap reasons, they might have to trade someone. But I tell um, you what, though, for, for Montreal, this is this is something I talked about on Sirius. If this isn't serious for Price, this isn't a bad time for Caden Primo to get one or two NHL games so agreed. they can make sure they know what they have. Because I, I think they're going to lose Jake Allen to Seattle, and yeah. then Caden Primo would be the backup next year, and I think he's capable. And so I think. This is a good way. Play him a game. Make sure he works with this team well. He, again, I know he's played a little bit, and he's played well in the AHL. Just make sure. Make sure Caden Primo is the right guy, and I think he yeah. is. And then that makes it not so bad if you lose Jake Allen because obviously, you know, they're gonna they're gonna have to protect Price. So, I mean, if Gallagher's out for a while too, I mean, this t- this team suddenly does have to like have to Only make a play. Broken it won't be that long. Yeah, broken thumb. Hard we're, to say. We're six weeks away. We're six weeks away from the playoffs. More will be fine. Gallagher will be fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, now uh, Jeremy Swayman getting don't, the start. Don't bother guys on Toronto with one hand. Don't worry. Yeah. Jer- Jeremy Swayman's getting the start tonight for the Bruins. Um, is the first his first NHL is, game. I'm going to tell you what this is, Zach. This is the um, Boston Bruins fans' wet dream. I have no other way of saying it because. They always the Bruins fans always think they have the next great college goalie, and that's they always say, okay, it's the, um like right now the Zane McIntyre was supposed to be the next great one. He's on the Phantoms. You're now gonna hear right. Swayman, and look, I like Swayman, and I think he's playing for Maine. Very, very good. I don't know what he's gonna do in one NHL game. Vladar's got a lot more experience in the AHL, but a couple weeks ago. There were guys writing, hey, Swayman should be getting this chance instead of Ladar. And you saw what Ladar right. did yesterday. Like, he's he's a really good goalie, and I think he's no, ahead Ladar of Swayman really in his Ladar. development. Yeah. Russ. Um, so this is just another one of those college goalies that, that Boston's going to be like, yes, this is our next number one, and, you know. Well, Russ, I mean, that, that list that uh, our, uh, you know, that Craig Button did for TSN a couple weeks ago, yeah. he had Swayman very high. Uh, on his le- list of 75 prospects, not in the NHL. So Look, I like him. I do. But how many AHL games has he played? Six, seven? I'm checking right now. I think it was nine. It's not that many. Yeah, nine. He's, he's, nine. Uh, he's You're talking eight. about like, this is like elevating. Even he, though he's not a youngster. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a pretty interesting spot yeah. to put him in, though, because the and the Flyers and Bruins, like you know, after the Flyers, after the yeah, Flyers win last night, um, he's, he's eight and one with a one point eight nine goals against and a nine thirty three save percentage for Providence. It's been terrible. Yeah, it's just awful. Um, no, <laughs> that's really no, good. No, I'm no, just listen, it's really, no, obviously that's really. No, I mean, and obviously he deserves a initial no, shot. I mean, just, is- go ahead, Russ. Is he locking up? I think Russ is locked up a little bit. Right? Oh. Um, no, I think, um, no, I mean, I'll say this about this, you know, being the Flyers whisperer that I am, um, this is a bad thing for the Flyers because I've, I've seen the, I've seen situations like this with the Flyers over the years and, um, they've given a lot of NHL goalies their first NHL win because, you know, there, there's, when they, when you have goalies that play their first NHL game against the Flyers, um, they tend to like, I don't know why the Flyers tend to not, to not do well in those situations. So. For what it's worth, I think that you know the Flyers are having trouble scoring, getting a goalie they don't know anything about. Who is who's going to be hyped up? Patina's going to be hyped up in front of him. It's not a bad move um, by the coaching staff of the Bruins, in my opinion, to do this. I think it's. Okay. I think. I mean, they don't, but they don't have. They really don't have an option. I mean, uh, right. you know, Halak is on COVID protocol. Rask is hurt, and Vladar played yesterday. So right. you know, they really don't have an option other than to play Swayman. Or or play Vladar. Um, back. I mean, they could play Vladar again. He's young. I mean, he's not. It's not they couldn't play back to back games at this point. But they have a lot of games this week, and they got to play. The question is, you know, and they have the, they have the Flyers two more times this week. You know, this is a really this is a really um. Okay, let, let me be the skunk to the garden party here because I said 
um, going into this two-game set against the Bruins that the Flyers had to win both in regulation. Right. They they didn't win in regulation. They won in overtime. They gave the Bruins a point. Um, You know, you don't have many games left here. So, I mean, honestly, the Bruins have massive games in hand. They're ahead. Right. Uh, I I mean, I I don't know. I mean – you're 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 less than a week from the deadline. Again, I think the I I think the Flyers shouldn't be going out and buying. I think they should be either stand pat or sell because I don't think they're making the playoffs. Well, I think that you know they're going to wait until April twelfth, you know, to be sellers. If they could they could be buyers this week. It, it depends what happens in you know tonight. I think in a lot of ways, um, they do need to beat Boston regulation tonight. I agree with that. You know, they really do. Boston. I mean, they gave them a point. They did. I mean, well, they in in fairness, they were behind with five minutes to go, so they did they did actually get two points out of nothing in a lot of, in a lot of ways. But at the end of the day, they got no. One but I'm saying the Flyers got two points out of nothing because the Flyers were down with no, three minutes. No, but they only got one against Boston. That's all that really matters. Right. They're not catching the other team, so it doesn't really matter that they got two points. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, this is a, I've seen right. like I'll, I was telling last something. Yeah. Good rest. Oh boy. I'm gonna ask your opinion. Um, we have lost rest pretty much. Can you hear me? Yes, briefly. Go ahead. Okay. Good. What about now? Good. Okay. Matt Kelman said there were like 20 icings by the Flyers in that game. Why? Well, actually, both teams were icing the puck like crazy. It wasn't just the Flyers. I don't know what it was, but. Why do you think that? Why do you think that was? No, I, I didn't watch it, so I don't know. I couldn't watch. Oh it yeah, no. I mean, game. they. I mean, the Flyers played. Um, they played a. They played a very nervous game. Like I felt like I felt the icings were nervous. I mean, it felt like there was there were heavy nerves going on there. Um, they realized that they're realizing the importance of the game. Um, okay. You know, early in the game, you know, we've talked about. It, I, t- I texted you guys. You know that you know obviously Couturier is hurt. We I know it's his hip and all that. And what I meant when I, the text I sent you guys was that. As hurt as he's been, yes, you can see maybe his acceleration's not there, but he's still been pretty good defensively, you know, and he's still doing, he's still smart, obviously, and positionally. Bergeron um, turned him and made him look really bad on a play that you knew that I know Couturier, a healthy Couturier doesn't look that bad on. It was just, it was a real, I mean, uh, granted, Bergeron himself, like, got turned by Sandheim at the end of the game. But, um, you know, to, in that, then I mean, what was really like a, crazy play by Sanheim, which was a really fun, fun ending to it that was game. A nice, it was a nice goal. I did see yeah. that. The one, the one thing I could say about Couturier is um, his turns are getting wider and wider. Cause he's obviously yeah. in a lot of pain and yeah. it's hard if he gets the puck on the rush, no offense. He looks like Claude Giroux right now. If he gets the puck on the rush, like he just like Giroux can never get a breakaway ever, ever again. He hasn't had one in a couple of years unless it's wide open because he usually runs out of gas. Cause it's always like at the end of a shift, and he just doesn't have the same kind of stamina. I think we're starting to see that out of Couturier, and I don't know how much worse it's going to get for him. He's going to finish out the season, but I think he's going to get less effective as it goes on. Yeah, I mean, with Couturier, I think it's a matter of him, you know, working so hard to overcome to overcome what's hurting him. You know, like he's just yeah. – it's exhausting. I mean, with Giroux, it's more, you know, age creeping in. But, you know, Couturier, when he's healthy, doesn't have that issue. But, you know, he's not going to be healthy until he probably gets some kind of – after season surgery. So we're in a situation where he's going to be, you know, we're going to hear about that later. Um, if they win in regulation tonight, it does get interesting. Um, the, the games at hand are real, are there, you know, um, and you know, all those games against the Sabres. Yeah. But a Sabres team that's starting to show some life, but they won't have anybody by the time they play them. It doesn't matter. They're not getting anything from the players that they're, that they're, that they're, that they have now that are, that are, I mean, the players they're moving when you think about it, but, but, uh, but if they trade Allmark, well, yeah, no, if they trade Allmark, that's that. I agree with you. Okay? And I think there's a 50-50 chance they're going to trade Allmark because the yeah. market, in terms of goaltending out there, they could get almost as much for Allmark as they might get for Taylor Hall because yeah. Allmark is only making two point six million dollars and he's having a good year for a bad team. And when he has a five hundred record and the other goaltenders that start for them have gone one eighteen and two, I think you know that he's pretty good. Here's why I don't think they will trade Omar because the, the, the goalie 
market is pretty saturated for trades because you're looking at so many teams who are afraid they're going to lose goalies to Seattle. They're going to see a lot of teams. Yeah, but guys. And some for some first some of their some guys you wouldn't expect. Some teams are making the playoffs. I've heard you can see I, goalies that you wouldn't expect. I know, I know there's a, I know there's a complication when it comes to expansion, but there's also a complication when it comes to so many teams need goalies right now. It's not it's not like Colorado, there's guys with more experience out there than him. Right, right, but but I, okay, I don't like. I mean, Kemper's hurt. Ryan Miller's forty. No. Devin Dubnik, um, you know, San Jose's in the race. Yeah. They may not want to give him up. I mean, they're not many. Like it's your goaltender market is Ryan Miller, Jonathan Bernier, Allmark, and maybe one of the Arizona guys if they're not hurt. There's not many yeah. out. And maybe Devin. Du and maybe yeah. Dubnik. Yeah, maybe they to go with with Martin Jones exclusively. Yeah, I mean maybe. I mean, and then you know you're looking at I don't, I don't know. Also these all these goalies that the Bruins have, you know, like I mean I guess most of them are pretty safe, right? They're they're in, are they in a situation where they could lose one of them? Who's that? I'm sorry. Like the Bruins, could they lose Halak? No, they're both UFA. They're they're the goalie they're protecting right. is is Vladar. Right, so they only have to protect. Right. That's right. They don't have to protect. Yeah. Them. Yeah, uh, Riddich is a good one. Yeah, that's a good name. Um, Riddich is, is is up there. He's been a starter. I, I don't. He's I don't, one of the better ones for sure. Yeah, he's one of the better ones. I don't think David Jones and the Chad's about asking about Columbus. I don't. Columbus doesn't have a dilemma because one of the Merzlikens is exempt, so they protect Marcello right. and they don't have to protect uh, Merzlikens. But you know, I think if you asked Torts, he would he would expose both of them. Yeah, because they've they've <laughs> exposed in a way they've exposed him. He would line them up in front of a firing squad if Torts had anything. I'm wondering if somebody comes with for Merzlikens or for Corpusalo, um, what Columbus does though. Like I think that I think there's a listen to everybody. I, I, I do. do. I think they would listen on those, and I think the Corpusalo is a really interesting name um, if he's available. Like because I think because you know we've seen what he can do when he's and he doesn't make a ton. He doesn't make a ton. Last year in the bubble, he had some really spectacular moments um, yeah. in in the playoffs. So I think that um, I mean some flat out like incredible moments in the playoffs. So he he's a guy who you know Columbus could get something out of. Um, I don't think much with Kincaid now. People are talking about Kincaid. I don't really see much with Kincaid. Actually, um, the Rangers need him. They have to expose him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That gives them that. It's true. That gives them um, with the Red Wings trade trade Grice. Um, <laughs> no. Who would want him? I mean, they would trade him. They'd like him actually quite a bit. Um, he's been very good for them. I would take Eck over Thomas Grice. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, the uh, I was Eck, I did. I, Eck is like bundled up. It's probably 75 degrees where he lives, <laughs> and he's bundled up. I don't get it. Yeah, no, Grice. <laughs> it's not 75 degrees where I live. Grice, Grice is uh, making 3.6 million dollars next year. That ends it. Because um, I don't think anybody in terms of a goalie wants to take somebody on with term. I think it's rental. Yeah. I think it's purely rentals. And Allmark and Riddich and Miller and Dubnik yeah, and Ranta, they're all rentals. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, you're probably it's right. Seven, that one. Um, it's my house is always a cool 50. I keep my house at a nice temperature. I keep my house nice and cold. <laughs> You don't have so, to store. You don't have to store meat in your room. outside. This is this is the only fight my wife and I have. I keep this place way too cold. Um, yeah, we really do. Um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> oh man, uh, we're just about out of time here. But um, <laughs> not a second too soon. Why don't we? Why don't we do a couple people in the in the? Um, yeah, if you have any questions in the chat room, let's yeah, if you have questions, questions, go for it. Questions out oh. there, we can get we can get some of those things those oh, things together. We can do a couple for the rumor chart too. Yeah, we could. Um, um, Eka Renning, no. Mm -mm. No. Again, Nashville's no. in no. playoffs. No. no. And, and he's got to He's not. I mean, he's not their goalie. They, they can't move him. No, but they, won't, they wouldn't do that to him anyway. He's got a no-move clause. No, no-moving clause, and they wouldn't even, they wouldn't even ask him. And he wants, to, he wants to retire a uh, Pred. Yeah, and they want him to retire a Pred. He's, he's really important to that organization in general. He's got like he's probably like the most famous predator of all time, probably. You know, let me argue that. And Shea Weber. Yeah, but I think he's bigger because he's been there the whole time and he's been. Um, do, you, do 
Do I expect teams to make trades before this weekend? Um, yes, I think I think we're going to see trades today. I, I I wouldn't be shocked if 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 by the time we have the next the next hockey buzzcast tomorrow, we see either Palmieri or Hall moved. Um, I think that one of I think one of the two of them is a very good chance. I would say 50-50 chance that that happens. So by the weekend for sure. I mean, if if it's a Canadian team taking one of those guys, then they're definitely doing it in the next day or so. Yeah. I suppose an American team could wait a little longer. They could, but if you're Boston, you know, and you're in the battle here that you're in, you know, yep. and you you can make it happen, you want to get him. You're going to get him in the lineup right away. Well, you can get him in the lineup for Saturday's game against the Flyers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. good. Yeah, so that, that's going to matter. Um, the um, Vancouver season. Do I expect Vancouver season to be done? I kind of do. Like I'm starting to really, I'm starting to really. I hate to say it, but I'm starting to really feel like it's a long shot. I think to finish it. Yeah, I think that. They may just have to call it, and I don't know what they're going to do if they call it. I told, I, well, I said, what I think they'll do is they forfeit the rest of their games. They, then basically every team in the North Division will have played or have won. You know, all the fifty. You know, it, that's the only solution. Is that like you want the teams to play fifty-six games? Okay, so you can't. That this team can't because of COVID. And if they're off for a couple weeks, they can't make up the games. So they either forfeit the games that they missed because of COVID or they forfeit all of them because of COVID. Why don't they hire a mystery Alaska type team and let them be the Canucks? Yeah, Russell, have you seen Russell Cole lately? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, what about the, what about the concept of re, of just, of just rescheduling the rest of it without them? Like just adding, adding in, you know, if you're, instead of you're playing Vancouver, like adding, you know, adding in one game per team. I don't know how I don't know how that would work. I don't. I know it's very no, crazy. You're not, not going to alter the schedule, so you have to play. You have to play other teams in the division more. Okay, Vancouver is the responsibility of Vancouver. They either can't play, and you if you and they have to forfeit, or they can't play. Or they can't play, and you forfeit the rest of the season. It's like, or they play. We, we you know, if they're playing with the Utica uh, uh, Comets, uh, the did, roster in the right. NHL. That would yeah. be too. By the so, way, did, did Michael Cohen turn into Marco Rivera? Is this like his new his new handle? I I don't know. I don't know. I I haven't ba I haven't banned Michael Cohen yet. <laughs> yet. So, what about Marco nice, Rivera? Man. Have you banned I him? I don't know who Marco Rivera is. Not either. Him. That's why I'm saying he's somebody you've banned. There's why no are people in our chat room getting banned? Like, why? Come on. There's, I mean, no, I agree. You should do it. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but like, why, I'm asking the chat room, why would you say do anything that would be stupid enough to get banned? It's like, we're, we're so kind here. We don't let any. We, we let yeah, right. Well, Michael Cohen just messaged somebody right after Marco Rivera. So, unless he's ambidextrous and is on two keyboards. I told you. See, I figured it's that possible. out. Right. It's possible. Um, Elliot Freeman thinks it's possible that Florida moves Dredger. Not a chance. I, not a chance. No way. I, I'm going to say. One percent no. chance. That's it. No, that would be absolutely ridiculous. There's no, I, I, I see zero percent chance on that. Like, and and just because, I mean that that team is riding a wave, and he has been such a big part of it. How demoralizing would it be, like, to the players in that locker room to it do that? I mean, they, you know, they have a chance here to actually get. You know, they have a chance to do something, and they could battle. They could battle Tampa still. They, they, they it's it's all up in the air. But there's no reason. With a season going like this, that you would that you would cut it right out from under them. I mean, they're the second best team in the NHL right now. It's like that's insane, and he's then and he's a big part of it. Yeah, I I, know? I don't think they're doing that. Yeah, I mean, you where know, where is Samuel Montembeau? He's not been very good, so it doesn't matter. He's in the AHL, I think. Well, isn't Scott Darling around somewhere? Um, Scott Darling, know. Ron Darling, whatever. Not Darling. Had a tryout with the Panthers. Like, don't remember. I where know. He... I was saying I, that you know he's their danger, their uh, disaster backup. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I mean, I know the Panthers signed Knight, but that's really not for this year. I was told, and you know, we'll see what happens. Well, he burned. He's under contract for this year, so. Uh, this, actually, that's a good question. Um, Terry Three Gs is asking, what team makes a trade that no one's expecting? before or at the deadline? Because there is always a team that you say, why did they do that? They're not really in it. I'm going yeah. to think about this for a second. Oh, I know who it's going to be. I'm going to go Nashville at the very last minute, get somebody, add, and we're all going to be like, they add, they add somebody. Like they why get they like, yes, they get like a DeBrusque or something like that. Um, I just could yeah. see because David Poyle can't help himself sometimes. And a lot I of people just, in Nashville think that this is the, you know, and I, I never, I never, prescribed to this but um 
other people do that you know this that this run for the predators run right now is terrible for them you know like that this that the idea that that i don't think it's great i'm going to give you an example i'm the, um, the draft in um, carolina i forget what year that was oh maybe it's like oh six oh eight something like that the draft in carolina i'm sitting in the press room and i said to one of the blues writers it wasn't rutherford uh it was somebody else it was like a secondary or even you know lesser writer than that we were talking blues and i'm like it was really bad that they made the playoffs and he's like why i'm like because they spent every last asset and it was something like 20 straight years in the playoffs remember when yeah and they got bounced easily in the first round I and i do believe vancouver i think it was yeah and i do believe that set them back for a, a little while and i do think this could set nashville back in the in the end result well, I'm happy in the respect that, you know, I think that uh, Michael Granlund would have been a terrible fit for Toronto. And because Nashville is in the playoff race right now, they're not going to trade Granlund. They're not going to trade Halla. They're not going to trade uh, any of their UFAs or, or their defensemen. So I, I think that, that them being in the race was good news for the people who could have potentially gotten robbed uh, by having to trade draft picks for a guy who I thought I was think they would still trade Granlin in. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I, because I, I mean, I don't know. I think that um, well, Billy Garrett, what's Billy Garrett doing? This is an interesting question. Um, Billy Garrett during the deadline, I think is going to be a fun one to watch. I think the Minnesota is a fun team to look at actually. Um, they could, he they could make popcorn. I know Bill Garrett will be eating popcorn. That's a definite. They could be making moves though. They could be, they could actually, you know, um, I, I saw well, somebody, someone mentioned it. It was mentioned to me yesterday in, in a phone call too, that, you know, if, if Johnny Goudreau was to go someplace strange at the last minute, Minnesota might be a place that he ends up. And I think that's what I think Minnesota might do. I could see Minnesota doing like a hockey trade and yeah, trading uh -huh. somebody out for somebody in, because this is what yeah. Aaron likes. But Dumb I don't know if they're just going to add a guy. I think they might do a hockey trade, though. I Here's the problem. Lucarelli got hurt, so that's an issue. Um, he, but he'll be all right by the playoffs, I'm sure. Well, I, I said I said Dumba because they have, they have they have an issue when it comes to expand protection and expansion. Yeah, they do, um, and they they've listened for Dumba. Um, but I think that they're they're good enough now that they're not going to do that. And it's a tough spot because obviously they're also going to have to go through Colorado to get anywhere. So. You know, that's a tough that division. Anybody else? But the oddity is the last expansion draft, they went to great lengths to protect Tumba. Well, that's why I think, I'm not saying they're going to trade away for draft picks. I'm saying if there's a hockey trade out there, then they may trade Dumba simply because they have, you know, unless they want to protect four, uh, four defensemen. Which no, but it's amazing how the landscape changes. Like, it's just. But, but Russ, it wasn't Bill Guerin as the general manager. Of I know. No, thanks yeah. for the newsflash. Yeah, that, that, that we had the general manager that was there now in Philadelphia. Just trying to be informative there, Russ. Yeah. I know. Yeah, go read um, one of the books behind you. Is Joe Newendike with anybody? I was just trying to figure this out. Is Joe Newendike with anybody right now? Um, I don't believe so. No, I heard his name mentioned as a potential um, general manager candidate when Pittsburgh uh, was looking around. He, his name was mentioned, but hes I don't think he's with anybody right now. So yeah. Randy's saying Forsberg is injured. So Peter Forsberg is injured, like being part of management for Moto, really, <laughs> I guess. Anton Forsberg is injured? <laughs> Who cares? Are we going to do, do any of the uh, – Yeah, Mike and, Mike and Brad. I think Joe Morello asked me how Mitch Kupchak is as a player, and I'm like, you know, he used to post up guys. He was pretty good back in the day. <laughs> All right, that's all the time. He asked about a Leafs prospect, and I'm not talking about him today. Because yeah, we're done. We're done. Um, all right, guys, thank you so much for for watching the show. Um, if you if you um, so Bill Daly saying he can please the connection can complete their schedule. I yeah, well, let's hope so. I mean, that's 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 Bill Daly knowing a lot more than anyone else. That means expanding the regular season another week. It probably does. Well, it probably does mean that. Well, what okay, what it means is is that. The playoffs will start for three divisions at the end of the regular season when they expected it to, and the North Division would probably have to expand their regular season another week, and they would start their playoffs late. And here's what's interesting about that: when you take Vancouver out of the play out of the um, out of the out of the mix for the next couple weeks, yeah, that does give Northern Division teams a, 
a big bone benefit from like not having to squeeze so many games in so quickly, like where everybody else is doing this, you know, you actually do get a break where you can see the playoffs. If, if how, depending on how the playoffs play out somewhere down the line, that, that not having to play, you know, five games and seven nights all the time could benefit them. Like, right. could benefit. But if they're going to make up those games at the end, then that benefit is, is gone. I mean, like, okay, for example, here's Depends the- how much, how fast you have to make them up, you know, right. the, the, okay. The Leafs play Vancouver this month on the 17th, the 19th and the 30th and the 1st of May. You have to assume that all those games are not going to go and that they would probably have to make up all four of them in a week. So that would be four games and seven nights before the playoffs start. That's why I'm saying they right. have to forfeit these games. Yeah, I, well, yeah, but the NHL's never done that. So it's going to I know really- that. I know that. And I don't I know. The, NHL, the NHL doesn't often do things it's never done. So we'll see. It's possible. I mean, obviously, we're in crazy times. We've never been in a pandemic before, so right. anything's possible. But um, as, mean, far as, who's, as far as who's Yarmou Yager getting traded to? Yeah, <laughs> I know. He's getting traded. For, he's getting traded. It'll be, a, it'll be a battle between the Flyers and the Penguins, as usual. He's, he's getting traded to Cladno for Thomas Caberlet. I know, really. Yeah. Or Peter Pruka, maybe Peter Pruka. Peter Pruka, Yucca Pekaseppo, somebody like that is going to be in. I'm not Michael sure. Calio. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ivan Yerkinoff. There's a lot of guys out there. Um, so anyway, let's remember, without the buzz, it's just hockey. We will talk to you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.